When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Celebrate this July 4th with a special presentation of A Capital Fourth. Join your host, Vanessa Williams, with performances from Sea to Shining Sea, starring Jimmy Buffett, Gladys Knight, Alan Jackson, Cynthia Erivo, Pentatonix, Renee Fleming, Train, Jennifer Nettles, Mickey Guyton, Jimmy Allen, Ali'i Cravalho, Laura Osnes, Ali Stroker, and the greatest live fireworks display in the USA. It's A Capital Fourth, sponsored by the Boeing Company and American Airlines, Sunday, July 4th, 8, 7 Central. Only on PBS. Hello, my name is Dave Henry, and there will be no encore. Welcome to episode 44 of the No Encore Music Podcast. We are joined today by Girl Band, one of my favorite bands in the country and in fact the entire world myself and my trusty co-host Colin Regan got to sit down with Dara and Daniel from the band ahead of their very important gig in Vicar Street that's coming up on February the 17th we talk about that we talk about vomit we talk about wrestling we talk about lots of wrestling actually we talk about Michael Owen we talk about musicals Conor McGregor Feminism, you know, like, like is girl band a, a problematic name out there? What do they think about that? It's some, an argument that gets raised here and there. That comes up. Trips to the States, you name it. Uh, it was a really, really fun hour. I have to say, I'm delighted with this episode. Uh, they're very, very interesting characters, very gregarious. And uh, I won't build this up any further. Let's just dive right in. This is Girl Band on No Encore. Uh, delighted to be joined on No Encore by the one and only Girl Band. Colm and I are going to do some applauding now, yes. <laughs> Welcome along, guys. How are we? Good. Yeah. Had a bit of a night terror in the morning today. That's not I good. I was asleep and then I started to shout very loudly. Jesus, I had a horrible nightmare that woke me up this morning in which uh, my own brother tried to kill me. Oh, me. Sorry, you've outdone Gee, me. Yeah. Felt very real. There was a bloke in my room in my dream. He, <laughs> he wasn't standing there. He had a rope. Um, so, so do you actually do you actually have like like sleep paralysis like like that kind of stuff they make documentaries about? Um, no, I, I, as of today, I believe I'm part of the the sleep screamers anonymous or something. I don't know what it is, but I, I yeah, I slept okay. So to answer your question, grand. Is, it, is, it, is this like is this is this a new development? Because this sounds terrifying. It's pretty terrifying. Not gonna lie. Fuck but, yeah. yeah. I, you, you always kind of hope that, that those things are exaggerated, but I've heard stories of people just being, of, of having that, like, you know, I woke up and there's, like, a woman sitting on my chest or something. You're just like, but not a real That's woman. not the worst thing that you can happen <laughs> when you wake up, the right? incubus dream. Yeah. yeah. Which, oh, it sounds really funny. Not drink, not <laughs> drink, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm having a... Yeah, Whatever <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cutting. That's song. worrying. Incubus yeah, that's worrying. worrying. Was there a, uh, um, are you are you in? Yeah, classic. Wish, uh, wish I've you were had here. sleep paralysis before. It's really weird. Yeah, uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's unpleasant. Why are you so weak in dreams? Like, like when you're trying to attack someone, it's like punching someone. Yeah, shallow I can't, end, yeah, like. that, yeah, they're, they're trying to hit someone. Yeah, can't and you run dreams. away. And you're just like that. I love the dreams that you f- just take off, like when you're flying. I think that's amazing. I've never had that. You I've never had that. that no. Yeah, you're running and then you just start taking off. Yeah. <laughs> I've had this, this, the also unpleasant slow running dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's crap. Was it when you fall? 
Yeah. See, this is all fascinating for me because I'm the most boring dreamer in the world. Like people are like, you know, what you dream about, and I'm like, oh, I met my friend for lunch. <laughs> I had a real boring dream last night. I had a dream that I was I kept kind of like cheating at football, like um, sly little handballs, and mm-hmm. then I kept shooting wide. There's a metaphor for you. Because I was like <laughs> just dreaming about my own inability of football. Well, I guess the big question to ask you guys is, how do you feel about a 48 team World Cup? That's coming against a boo. We have a better chance of getting in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same. It's just like an extra bit. It's not like extra rounds, is it? I don't know. Is it bigger groups? Yeah. So there's going to be 16 groups of three teams each, and so the top Ooh. team from each will go through to the second round. So it's actually it's going to take the same amount of time. There'll be slightly more matches, but not more matches like for each team. You'll still play seven games to win the tournament. Okay. Huh. It's yeah, just it's to get, against just it. to make more money. <laughs> it's going to make loads more money. So, yep, so let's do it. When's it starting? Uh, after the next two, so we got Russia yeah, yeah, and Qatar, where like Qatar actually happened. thousands of people it have died. Seems so, well, yeah. thousands of people have died, so you got to honor their memory somehow. Um, <laughs> like it's a horrible. We're yeah, we're too far in to pull out now. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Are they? Are they going to be in winter? They have to, don't they? Because like it's not physically possible to play on. Yeah, wreck the season. <laughs> it's gonna really wreck the season. Apart from leaving Ireland, that will go, that'll be grand. I remember those. I remember when it was announced, though. It was just so funny because England like had, they brought they wheeled out Beckham and they were like, you know, we have all this tradition. We have this. We definitely have this. And then it was like Russia, and then it was like Qatar, and it was like what the <laughs> yeah. so, so transparent. You might as well have handed a yeah. fucking dollar sign bag over. <laughs> yeah. that's exactly it yeah I mean if they said it the next one then was going to be in like Mark Zuckerberg's back garden or something it couldn't <laughs> yeah. have been more transparent they were on the way on the roof of Trump Tower have you ever what? been invited to some, sometimes Irish bands get the, the thrill of playing on the roof of Facebook and stuff like that like, uh, have a girl band ever been called in for any kind of fun corporate gigs no uh, wasn't there one weird corporate gig a while ago I don't know. We've got offered things. I can't remember. How was there? I don't know. I don't not know. Facebook. I, I think it got a roof. bad name for it. Like, I, I don't think people want us to. It's not very family friendly, I guess. Three o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. just wrecked the bus. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fun. Like. Pull you out of your pre-afternoon slump, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can get the rest of those reports done. Uh, we're recording live from uh, your former work haunt. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you've cleaned out this office before. Yeah. Not for us, though, but I appreciate it. It looks great. It looks better than it did, yeah. Uh, there was an insane amount of Monday CDs, and what was another weird band? Like the Walls or something. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that, that sounds, called, that sounds right. It was called Deep Cuts of the Irish Sea. We're all like in here, and then I put them in a skip. <laughs> <laughs> not like I was told to. Like, it wasn't just like, no, gentlemen. <laughs> it's my day off, non uniform day, getting pretty serious. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I worked there for about a year and a half. Jesus, um, and like, how did you find that kind of behind-the-scenes look at the Irish music industry? Yeah, it was a PR, it was with uh, Friction PR, so it was like Domino Records and stuff, so Lisa still does their press, mm. and then I did via college stuff, so I had to kind of fill out more hours, so the PS office was downstairs, it's gone now, so they do like Beggar's Banquet, so I found it a bit rough trade, like properly, the new rough trade ways, I guess, through there. And I knew about Domino through that. So it was actually kind of like, it was pretty eye-opening. He used to swipe us loads of promo CDs. Just like, I don't want CDs, but thanks. Yeah, it was <laughs> a really cool I, I got I got a lot of like, CDs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who wants all these CDs? Like, yeah. none of us. If it was 10 years before, I would have been a king. Like, <laughs> Well, trust me, you're lucky that it wasn't now and where you just get loads of watermarked digital <sighs> copies that you yeah, usually I don't, don't I play properly. I hate them. Oh. Hate them, yeah. Like, no offense to me. Like, when I heard Holding Hands with Jamie, it was through that faction as well. And I was like, can I get a download of this? And they're like, no. I was like, I'm not going to leak it. And they're like, no. I swear. <laughs> That's what everybody says they're going, like, the leakest. But, like, it's just like, it, like, like they expire after, like, X Mental Listens. And if you log in, like, in a different computer in a, you know, different place, it just, like, shuts you down. It's, oh, really? Oh, it's yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it's so strange. And it's just like, you know. You can trust us, man. You know, yeah, you, know? you figure there's no, something that would work out there. Yeah, you can. <laughs> uh, I have to ask you though. I mean, like, have you ever told anyone to quote shut the fuck up at a gig or in the cinema, like kind of an angry dad turning around? Because Cole Morrigan did that last weekend at a gig that we were at. Yeah, he told someone to shut the fuck don't up. apologize either. I've definitely told someone to shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was so angry. Like it was just- not to be involved within the arts. Like, shut the fuck up. No, well, I mean... Or I'm, just in general. In general. Yeah, yeah. I don't love you, shut the fuck up. 
see, you, what happened? You just it was a guy just behind me who was just talking, like, incredibly loudly through a band set. And, I mean, I was, like, at one level, you're just like, okay, A, you know, have respect for the band. At another, you're just like, have respect for the audience who are clearly trying to listen to it. And yeah. I was one of those people who was really trying to listen. And yeah, after a while, I just kind of lost See, it. See, I missed the first part where Colm apparently turned around at one point and did the whole, hey man, would you mind keeping it down? I, I missed that bit. All I saw was you turn around and like almost fucking like, you know, rock bottom. Him. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck's happening? It wasn't that bad, no. Look, I, I, it would have shut me up. It's not a... <laughs> the rock bottom isn't... Isn't the best wrestling move? No, he's interesting. What would be? I, I am still kind of interesting. Yeah. The pedigree of would have been fucking murder. I love Dave. Like, <laughs> am I interesting? Oh, I don't know. We just booked our tickets to go watch the Royal Rumble yes, in the pub. Yes, we did. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, in the Woolshed. What yeah. pub? The Woolshed in front of the Royal. Rumble. When's the Royal Rumble? Sunday week. Yeah. Oh, so, by the time this podcast comes out, away. we're on tour. Oh no, it's the Royal Rumble. Oh, what a letdown! Oh no, <laughs> I got insane. I broke up my girlfriend and pretty much just watched wrestling videos. I was like, what would the 10-year-old me love to Google? Because the 25-year-old me is dirty. (laughs) 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 So I just got really into wrestling. And then myself and Bob Galler, who does our videos, Mm -hmm. started our uh, street, um, street world, what was it, world? Street Wrestling Federation. (laughs) World Street Wrestling Federation. We're basically, we've just attacked Bob. Um, we were in London once uh, the, when we played our last gig, and I like put a fucking. I have a, I have a proper submission move I made up another time, which is really good. What's it called? The X of Age. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is that the uh, name you gave it when you were 10? Yeah. Is wow. that, is that yeah, pretty cool? That's impressive. Very impressive. Because yeah. you cross the legs at the back, it's, it's, really, it's kind of sexy, actually. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, so I did a cool kind of finish on Bob, and I was pinning him, and the bouncer. Was just like, get up! Like, literally, like, <laughs> like, I, he's uh, just about to tap. Three <laughs> seconds, like, give me three seconds, and this like, will be, I'll be out of your hair. Are you sure that Bob hadn't grabbed onto the rope here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's not legal anymore. The velvet rope from the club, <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, and then uh, it's not the first time we beat the shit out of Bob at our album. Like, <laughs> Poor yeah, Bob, man! <laughs> All he's done is make you really good videos. Like, yeah, is, I, we broke his phone. I found out that the next day. It's like. God, yeah, so we, we like, started spinning around on the ground as a kind of best fight. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, invented a wrestling move last week. Oh, sick. I'm very happy about it. What is it? It's called, oh, yeah. it's called the Grafton Street Roadblock. What is it? And basically what it is is, right, you get your opponent, right? Pick them, like, you pick, turn them upside down and you hang them in the ropes. So, like, their legs are in the top turnbuckle, their head's on the ground. And they're, they're stuck. They can't get up. Okay. Because they're so beaten down at this point, like, you know, because okay. it's time for the finisher. You then walk to the other side of the ring. You take a selfie. And then you run and you give out like, <laughs> the most vicious drop kick to the face imaginable. One, two, three, it's over. Oh, it's like Shane commands coast to coast. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, but a bit more aggressive. You put, in a hardcore match, you can put a trash can in their face. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're cooking. Have you gone to the Tivoli match? Uh, yes, we have. Did you uh, go to the X Pack one? No, that's the one I missed. My friend told me that he did the Bronco Buster, then hurt his back, and then like hobbled off into the corner. My mate Ross just sent me a video of uh, X Pack dancing to. Uh, Madonna is like a prayer, I think. Nice. Deep um, cut. It's, yeah, it's, it's the last one I was at, uh, Hornswoggle, if you remember him. Uh, that's not like, that's not. He like, he was dancing crap. to, <laughs> what was it, Club to Death or something like that? No, it was a Tiesto Adagio for strings. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great, yeah. And he also Tune. put somebody through a tiny table. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a tiny wrestler. All right. Yeah. <laughs> with a big attitude. Uh, Cullum also came up with a wrestling gimmick for Mick from the Galaxy, which I'm very happy about. And we told Mick about it as well. And... Uh, do you, want, do, you, do you want to reveal it? We, also, we always said that like he looked like he'd make a good pro wrestler. And uh, yeah, the white power Santa Claus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> His finishing move is like a giant Razor power edge. bomb. Uh, yeah, Razor called edge. called a sleigh called a sleigh ride. A sleigh ride. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah. We, we want to get him in like in their main event for next Christmas. Who'd be the best wrestler in the Irish music scene? Mundy. I was thinking Mundy. Oh yeah, <laughs> Damien Dempsey. Damien Dempsey. Oh yeah, shit of anybody. <laughs> Damo would be great. Yeah, he's tank. He's not much of a. He's more of a boxer than a wrestler. And a lover. Would you guys be a tag team or what would they? We can't. We're more of a like a handicap team. Like we just kick <laughs> shit at Bob, really. <laughs> but I think we. Or yeah, we're more like wins. a two guys against. One he's like kind he's of like my fair. manager who interferes, and I'm like a scumbag <laughs> heel to Bob's face. 
Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, we should probably move off wrestling because we, yeah, we, we, we've, we've been given out to though for talking about wrestling on the show. We have, and this feels very much like a rabbit hole that we could continue. Sorry, just very quickly. Do you watch the what culture stuff? Uh, some of it, yeah. They have Kurt Angle in Newcastle. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, just just announced for the WWE Hall of Fame. See, oh. I do keep up with wrestling. I, I really... <laughs> let's get the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting sad. What man. I will say is that I did, I did rewatch uh, Austin Rock from WrestleMania 17 recently, and uh, Jim Ross's commentary at the end of that match is amazing. It's, 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 it's like when Austin turns heel on The Rock and just hit, keeps hitting him with the chair because he can't beat him, and it's a really unceremonious win. Jim Ross reacts like he's seen a member of his own family being killed in the ring. Oh, room. my God! He's, he's, he's like, I thought I knew that man! I thought I knew him! Son of like, a bitch! <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Okay. I think that'd be a great remix. Like if you're fucking techno beating Jim Ross or the Austin Rock. Get on it. Spoken word. <laughs> Get on it. Like you guys are musicians, you know. Like the- I mean, we have no time. <laughs> we've, we've we've written a musical. No, we have. Well, we've we've, written, we've we've done a lot more talking about. We've, we've talked a lot about our music. We've written about thirty percent of a Michael Owen musical. What's it called? Michael Owen the musical. M O T M Man of the Match. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. good. We've yeah. got like a plot arc and stuff. We've like you know, there's a lot of spider diagrams. Just not a lot of dialogue. Yet. <laughs> that that says stuff like <laughs> Newcastle, but, the, but it ends <laughs> with a, a big chorus with like a football choir saying like like a fanciful thing, yeah. like. I'm going to Stoke, baby. Yeah. I I mean, I was going to ask, because the Michael Owen story, right now at least, does seem to have a pretty boring third act. Yeah, that's that's the best bit. We don't want to give too much away, but it's kind of, yeah, like, it's, yeah. He betrayed us, and it's no less than he We'll give a little hint. When he goes to Man United, he goes to hell, and because the Red Devils and Alex Ferguson's the devil yeah. and Robbie Fowler's nickname was God it actually really writes itself yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen his um, did you see his brochure that got him the move to Man United his, uh, his, his, his Newcastle one his, well his PR like, people put, put together a brochure of like all his, all his values Jamie sent that to me and uh, it's, like, it's like brand values and they're like one of them is like cool and fresh Clean. Yeah. You're like, what? He sounds like an aftershave. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> he calls people on Twitter peasants. He hates <laughs> he's, a, <laughs> he's a bad asshole. guy. Like he that. hates films. He reckons he's in about 10 films in his entire life. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't understand the point of films. Yeah. He's, what a- he's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's very good, but like. Uh, yeah. So how much of your focus is this taking up? I mean, I take it this is a side well, in this project. interview, like most of Sorry, I'd say it? 75%. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I don't know. We, 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 had, we had like three strong. days of like powerhouse research and like a yeah. couple of tracks. And that was about four months ago, five months ago. It's longer now. And I've told everyone since lying, <laughs> adding more and more lies. Saying We're lying much, right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know what a musical is. Yeah. It's tough <laughs> endeavor. I mean, like maybe we'll go down well in the United States of America where you wear. Good link. There you go. I can segue like a like it's. I've learned from the best over here in in Cullum. That, that is fresh <laughs> and clean. Dude. It is fresh and clean. Uh, the reason I bring it up though is because uh, when you played the Pitchfork Festival in Chicago, I believe it was, I was watching you on the live stream, and I got to see all the YouTube comments as they happen. People commenting all on right. it. Right. Uh, I, I've got a selection here of some of them. Um, here's one. Uh, it says the singer kind of looks like Justin Bieber. <laughs> Then someone says, ha yeah, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a third confirmation with agreed. <laughs> the early comments. Yeah. Then we have, um, <laughs> we, we have cool guitar playing. That nope. was Al. Then we have beautiful girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. And <laughs> uh, then there's this is shit. <laughs> then there's that girl singer is rather butch. And then finally, <laughs> this is a certified bop. It's a bop. A uh, banger, I think. Like, uh, oh, like yeah. having a bop. People that have a good that's, time. That's, yeah, that's 90% good. good. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's good just seems like a pretty good batting bat average. <laughs> um, so I look like some sort of hermaphrodite. Justin Bieber. Pop singer. Yeah, how's that feel? Um, I don't know. When I, when I was working at the O2 once, One Direction, Justin Bieber used to play. and at the uh, I used to work in the shop. And when I was getting up the Lewis, uh, I'd like a hoodie up. And I got literally mauled with my, my own little hint of Beatlemania. And then, like, this bouncer came out and just, like, pushed these 10-year-old girls back. And it was just like the fitting Father Ted with all the old ladies. Like, the <laughs> and like, oh, it's not him. Do you know where he is? Do you know where he is? It's, like, real weird. Like, Kick his shins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like they went from loving me to, like, Game of Thrones villain getting, like... 
hung by the thumbs. Like that's quite. The, me. <laughs> it's quite. A, it's quite a compliment, though. To be fair, if you're going to be mistaken what, for then people, I have a similar hoodie to the bloke from One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> the only time that I've had you an probably ins- got a bigger hoodie budget. Are they going to say something else? Man? <laughs> you probably got a bit of big than Thanks, Daniel. The only time I've had an incident <laughs> like that was outside a country music gig where I was wearing a hat backwards and someone assumed I was Luke Bryan. Uh, <laughs> it's a good fucking figure. Why were you wearing a backwards out of a country? Was it like Blake Shelton kind of country? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke so, Bryan is who was playing. Yeah, it's that kind that of is bro Blake, country sort of bro shit. Country, like, yeah. Bro country, yeah. Love bro country. Yeah. Yeah. Bro Mostly uh, Blake Sheldon. Yeah. Bro country is the most weirdest subculture. I, I thought Colin was taking the <laughs> piss about it when he, when he eventually revealed it to me one day when we were still working hot press. I was like, what the fuck? I was, I was like, you're just making this up. And then I was like, no, this is massive. Dude. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like all the YouTube videos have like 18 million like views <laughs> and all this stuff. Put a big F-U in my future. future. Yeah. <laughs> put the hang. Put the S-O-B in sober. Yeah. <laughs> put the hang and hang over. Hang over! Yeah. <laughs> That's class. Yeah. And it's all like guns, because like, Cullen was saying recently that like one of the guys at that festival who has nah. the greatest tattoo of all time. Can you get... It's, like, it's, like, it's less guns, more trucks and Trucks, beer, beer and, and girls. girls. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard about way. truck nuts? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is a real thing um, in some parts of the United States where they um, it's like big plastic testicles that you put at the end, like the back of your truck because you know you're such a big man that even your truck has giant plastic yeah. balls yeah uh, this is the uh, we actually discussed this recently on an episode Are you taking a of, selfie um, no <laughs> no this is Brantley Gilbert and the tattoo that he has to prove just what a giant man he is. Holy moly. It's a giant word amendment and then the text of the second amendment of the United States Constitution over two giant guns. Two giant handguns, like, like, like angel Mr. wings. Cool ice yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's got one scary back, doesn't he? Yeah, it doesn't he Part just. right arm. His arm looks like a little baby if you actually crop it out like that. Like he, does have a, yeah, he does have a big baby's arm. He has a real big baby's arm. <laughs> <laughs> and a real serious So you guys back. didn't like do anything crazy when you were up and say it's like getting any like gun tattoos? There's nothing we should be concerned Funny about. Or guns that. for that matter. Bling. <laughs> We got we, like 50 cent bling disposal machine. Yeah, we, we were stopped at this for ages and we spent about $5 on this like loads of gold and uh, fake tattoos. And I got one on my chest that said courage on it. It was like a little stick on thing. And Adam put it up on our Instagram. And my sister was just, my sister saw it and was like, like talking to my mom. She said something like, Oh, Jared Dara got a tattoo. My mum was like freaked out. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, oh, but it's really tasteful. Literally a picture of a lion that said courage underneath. I think I got a picture of <laughs> And my, my mum believed it for months. Like, and I rang her up and was like, uh, do you know how, like, how to like, calm down a tattoo rash? She was like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> Here's some of the bling. I don't have any of the tattoos. Wow. <laughs> There's some amazing rings you're wearing there. That is quite... Yeah, you look like a darts player or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of like, comparisons. It was in like comparison. I think it was it was in like <laughs> proper rural Pennsylvania, um, and yeah, just like us sitting around and just like people like who are these freaks? Yeah. <laughs> just putting loads of rings and laughing. You don't even top. know how to wear bling. Yeah. Well, you were, you were saying before, like I mean, like like you get different crowd reactions where you go. Like like how how did America take to you? Because I mean, like you know, like the likes of Pitchfork kind of supporting you, like going over. There definitely was a bit of a like buzz. So I mean, like obviously you're playing that festival and others in particular. So like, was it overall good or was there any weirdness or yeah, like yeah, really good. It's kind of the same like most places you get. It's just like a matter of like it more depends on like the amount of people in a room and the club and what day it is and what time and how pissed people are. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even at, at Pitchfork, we played a club show later that night and, like, obviously we were playing at, like, um, half twelve um, or, like, one or two in the afternoon at the festival and it's sunny and, you know, people are, like, having a, a bit of a, a bop. Um, <laughs> but, like, later that night, it's, like, we played a club show that night and it's, you know, people have been out on the lash all day and it's much more of a a kind of raucous thing so does year approach change from gig to gig because I mean like for anyone who hasn't seen you live it's it's pretty fucking intense basically like are there ever days where you're just like oh couldn't be arse giving it socks tonight no it's kind of like it's real for me anyway I can't really speak to the rest of them but it's kind of a real step by step thing like and it's every gig is kind of like a paint by numbers thing where it's like every step has to do that so I'm literally concentrating on every little kind of 
syllable or whatever. Right. And it's kind of like a little game where like <laughs> I have to kind of hit the notes and it's just being a bit of a weirdo. About You're it. playing real life like rock band, basically. Essentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's art imitating life, life imitating art or something. Yeah, like it would, like it does naturally change. Like if you're playing to like two people in, you know, Monday somewhere. Yeah, it's like yeah. it is gonna be different as opposed to like somewhere that's rammed and really sweaty. It is gonna, the energy in the room is gonna be different just inherently. But like you still approach it, you still just kind of go on think, and do yeah. it. Like it's the most fun part of the day if you're on tour. Like right. it, the rest of it is like sitting down and waiting around. So like when you get to that, it isn't like oh. Shite, I have to dial it in now. You know, it's like, oh, this is this is the payoff, yeah. and that's the most fun part of it. So you just, you get up and enjoy yourself, regardless. Really, is, like, it, is yeah. it easy to do? No, it's it's it's. I like, mean, like it looks like it could be emotionally taxing, just kind of tapping is, yeah. into that zone every night. Sometimes, like there's certain songs that kind of do that, and sometimes, like <laughs> like in, like Metropolis, we played, and I got sick on stage because I like, but I just couldn't really breathe, and then like when that happened. It's kind of. It took a while to kind of be able to do that song again, and there's kind of like this, you kind of get mental. I get like mental blocks on certain songs, or like I can't hit that note or whatever. Yeah, but I'd say it would probably be more emotionally draining for you. Like singing is inherently yeah. different than like playing. You bollocks can after go and play. like you go and play, but it's like screaming your bollocks off is a totally different thing in a feeling kind of way. I would imagine. Yeah. But like I, I do like warm ups and prep and stuff like that. So I wasn't that much trouble. Did you get sick mid song or was yeah. this? Yeah, it was new the song. First, it was a new song. The first time we ever played it, I project I vomited everywhere. Was, oh god, it was. And gas. then went off stage. Adam gave me his top. Daniel played the tr- national anthem. Yeah. I came back on. Finished <laughs> the set. Stalled the crowd. And then we did an interview at Hot Press and was filmed. And I'm, so, I literally came out of the bathroom after getting sick. And I'm really pale. And I'm with Daniel. And I'm just shouting. And it's like, it's like yeah, I got sick ever, man. Ha! Like, and then left and got more sick and like, it's awful. It was, yeah. And then it happened to other voices. It was like, not a, during it. Yeah, no. it was literally two songs in. It was like, I'm definitely going to get sick in 20 minutes ish. Like, around that time. And then, like, song later. 10 minutes oh, and then just kind of like you made it through to the end of the and then like the last note I think we played Paul or something and it. it was just like ah at the end and it just Ran we in. were supposed to save for like the, the little weird wave thing with the the prize washing machine or whatever in the background kind of buzz <laughs> and then uh, I just literally ran away. Was, uh, you could probably, it might, you might be able to hear it. I don't know. It was just well, like, they're not gonna. I don't yeah, it, 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 as in like just go like, uh, what was it like? Oh, I think I'm definitely gonna get sick. And I just leave the stage. And then the way you get into the church is you go through the window on the on the, the backstage. Like, like, so I run through the back room and just jump out the window and get sick midair. And then, uh, wow, you know. Real babe magnet. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you should just consider going full sort of like death metal and incorporating this into your stage performance. Yeah, but, uh, like a Gigi Allen gig. Yeah. 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 Fat wife so family or some shit. Yeah. It's more kind of like does anyone have a baby wife as opposed to like, you know, a record deal and some sort of hardcore label. Like it's not, it's, yeah. It's, it's not as fun. It's not even cool looking sick. It's kind of like. Oh. I've seen you get, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, I've seen you get sick. It ain't pretty. Like. I've seen you get sick in a clear bag for like an hour. Yeah, we were driving. <laughs> we did, we couldn't laugh or anything because yeah, it was really, really hungover and just like. I got uh, I got sick out of a car window um, on the M1 because like I I was actually going to record my my old band's first ever EP and I got destroyed the night before because I was an, a fucking idiot. I was like, oh, it's, I remember like I was coming from college and I got to my mates and I was like, I was like, look at this weather. It was like May or something and I was like, I was like, this is like the first night of the summer. That's what it feels like, you know. And I went and got like a, like a fucking rake of cans. Just kept drinking like until like five in the morning. The next day, like I was late to the studio, my mates rang me and they were like, "Where are you?" And I was like, oh, "I'm on the road." And they're like, it "Doesn't sound like you're on the road. Get the fuck here." So my dad's driving me to the thing, and like I'm just feeling horrendous. And uh, I'm just trying to like get into some kind of zen mode, and I'm just thinking like, "Calm blue ocean, calm blue ocean, calm blue ocean. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay." And my dad like almost misses a turn, so he jerks the car, and my stomach was like, "Fuck you." So <laughs> paring down the motorway, and I turn around to my dad, and I'm trying to be, I'm trying, I'm trying not to let him know how much of a mess his son is, yeah. and I'm like, uh, I go. Can you uh, 
can you pull over for a second? And he goes, we're, we're on the motorway. And I'm like, forget <laughs> it. And I'm like, ring, like fucking like uh, down, like head out the window like a dog, vomit. And I come back into the car and my dad's like, what the fuck? And I, <laughs> and I go, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And then like smash cut to like me buying like a LucasAid and a pack of crisps in a, in a petrol station. I look out the window and I just I'll never forget the name <laughs> of my dad throwing a bucket of water onto the car. And oh, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's me. I was about to say, yeah, the rules of comedy do dictate that when you vomit out a window, it has to splash back onto the window behind you. Oh, yeah, causing the car to, like, careen out of control or something. (laughs) So uh, the new material is vomit-inducing. That's that's how we should describe it. Apparently, yeah. yeah. I I was hoping for a bit more melody, but apparently. (laughs) Uh, What is the status of of new material? I mean, I presume you're kind of working at your own pace. Yeah, well, we've written a couple of, like, we have a load of ideas, like, I swear... Uh, like that we've been kind of chipping away Dallin bought a uh, a tape machine recently and kind of made our practice space into a really nice demo studio kind of thing so we've been kind of chipping away at that and we've got like we played two new ones recently and then um, we've kind of got two newish ones maybe we'll get we won't get it for this tour for that one but it's, it's just basically like sitting down hammering through it over the next couple of months and just like seeing where we're at. Have you started making your own instruments yet? I know that was a thing that was hinted at at some point in an interview oh, that you did. Or was oh, that Adam was like having a lot of big talk about like <laughs> modifying <laughs> some snare drum that he's like literally been talking about this for like three, four years. Like a lot of big talk, a lot of small. We've written songs based on oh, when the snare is that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yep, I'll bring it home tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like you lying bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got an organ recently, uh, oh. and I absolutely love it. So I, was, I think it's just the start of the year. I've written about like five hours of music, which is pretty, pretty much just a samba beat, isn't it? All it's like for five hours. <laughs> uh, Are yeah. you the sort that want to kind of live test everything and, and road test everything before you put it to studio? Um, I think it's just going to happen that yeah, way. Like, anyway. Yeah, like I'd, like a lot of it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because um, you kind of figure out what's wrong. <laughs> right by true playing it live sometimes you're like oh yeah I, yeah I shouldn't do that and just more like kind of nuancey kind of stuff you just kind of get used to like oh yeah I can change that and I shouldn't like hit it so hard there and you just get your real small like minute details stuff yeah. worked out on the I mean I ask because it's obviously the natural way to approach your first album where yeah. you're going to just be playing playing it at gigs anyway yeah. and then yeah. you get into studio but with your second I guess you can kind it's of probably a bit decide. going to be a bit more mix match I'd, I'd imagine like even in the inherently in the kind of way that we wrote it as well because some of it was like written through just like doing it in into the box or like not all of us in the room at the same time for some of the material like a, the majority of it would just be like us in the room bashing it out but um yeah so it will be probably a bit different but i would hope that most of it would be played live before we record yeah do you have a dog in the fight at this year's choice music prize as former nominees russ and Jano. hmm I is that why I said it right? Uh, is that what you said? Rosengano? Is it Gano? Rosengano. Is it Gano? I've heard oh, I've heard different versions. I say it different every time. Like. Uh, yeah. You say orange as well. Yeah, though, that's so my like, only flaw. Like, orange. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? It's orange like. Yeah. <laughs> we are afraid of sponges. Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm not afraid of sponges. I'm afraid of things. And it's not like fear. like things. You know, like things with lots of little holes in them and kind of like... Uh, like cheese? Golf balls? Well, or a whisper? <laughs> a whisper, yeah. So, like, it's more like the texture I've of things like porous things. I like whispers, yeah. Do you um, like it because you get to destroy them at all? Do you know, like naturally occurring, like asymmetrical patterns? Right. Like honeycomb. Or like um, his hands always freak out when he's talking uh, about the holes. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, certain, like do you know when you go to the beach and the rocks have loads of little holes in? Yeah, that freaks the shit out of me. Um, it's not <laughs> fear; it's more like it induces, induces <laughs> a feeling of physical disgust more than actual fear. But he says orange, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> It's just part, my part, hands are tied. I, I assume that's. I assume that's part of a slow mission to get it so that it actually rhymes with something, right? What do you mean? Well, orange doesn't yeah, rhyme with anything. I, saw, I actually need to... fully say that that song I got sick in has a rhyme for orange. Oh, really? 
door hinge, which I stole from Leonard Cohen. <laughs> well, you he know, said it in an interview. I checked all the slugs. He's a uh, he's gone now. You can pilfer away. Like yeah, it's so he'll be cool. dancing with a vacuum soon yeah. in an advert. It's one of those great lines from Danny Wallace where he said that couples whose names rhyme are just inherently better matched for each other, like, you know, Ben and Jen or something. And that's why William of Orange never found true happiness. <laughs> but, but, but Ben Affleck, I said, two girlfriends slash wives named Jen and didn't work out. So that's your fucking theory. Well, it worked for Spike, a while. Spike, doesn't it, mate? They, they each worked for a while. Maybe he's just a I wanker. still believe. I <laughs> still believe in Benifer. Who's your favourite celebrity couple, guys? Ever? Uh, yeah, you know, all time is a big question. This is probably JFK Marilyn Monroe controversy, is it? Nah. He's a he, he has two JFK records. Three, three JFK records. <laughs> a, a JFK documentary. I've got two, doc- two of the same documentary and a memorial record. <laughs> Wow, JFK. Like of his speeches or the documentary one is pretty much made up out of his speeches. Yeah, and then the memorial one I actually haven't listened to yet. Um, I'm excited. I just like to look at it. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Favorite celebrity couple. Who's Balotelli going out with? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just whoever he's with. Yeah. Does that still sting that Balotelli didn't work out at Liverpool? Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it happened. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually, in a I'm way, really I'm glad, glad it happened. was a total train wreck. Cause it's, no, I'm glad it's, he it's came. Like, like vintage of Balotelli. He's, uh, he was, he's the best. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a legend. I wish he was still around. I don't even get frustrated. I never got, I'd feel very pissed off when people to give out about him. I was so. kind of more annoyed at everyone else for not, like, letting them get yeah. away with it. Yeah. Well, look, you mentioned Rissing Ganifami there, who are up for the choice this year. Uh, before we get to your gig, which they will be featuring on, uh, mm-hmm. how did you find the choice? Like, was it kind of a weird night? Because, like, Colm is on the judging panel this year. Oh. Um, so, but so, yeah. And uh, you how many... You haven't even, like, like, crusty, sharky managers bribed you yet? No, not yet. Okay. Not, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, he's hopeful, though. But uh, Craig was... Uh, he says with a wink. Craig, yeah. uh, Craig Patrick, who is our, 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 our other host, who couldn't be here this evening, wanted me to pass on... He said that you guys were fucking robbed. So there you go. <laughs> it's the best <laughs> of four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, he's still, he's still not happy about it. So, um... Yeah, like, it was a strange night. I mean, it's obviously... It was a weird... It was a weird day. Adam dressed, like, we... We t- we kind of made him dress in a top hat and like a handlebar and like he looked he looked amazing yeah he looked great uh, and then we just kind of sat there because um, we weren't playing mm. so it was pretty funny it was like, it was uh, funny it was, and like, he kind of knew yeah. everyone so it was it was it's like just one a bit of the piss up yeah. um, just a bit of crack you ran did pod. you care much about it. Uh, like I it would have been not uh, care. I was kind of the like, novelty size check would have been nice, but yeah, like, right. you know, was it like I didn't like it's not. It, the it's, end of the it's, world, a, like, it's not like it, we aimed to get it, but like yeah. not like putting it down or anything. Like it's, it's yeah, it was it was cool and it's like it was like an honor to be like nominated for it and stuff. But like at the end of the day, you don't really care that much. Sure, like, you know. I mean, I also asked for you guys because like you had a lot of international attention you know, before the first album even dropped, whereas mm. a lot of bands would obviously, you know, sort of be making waves around Dublin or around Ireland. You guys had already made a name in the UK and, and had, you know, the coverage there. Mm-hmm. So were your sites always probably kind of set a little further afield than just achieving something in this country? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Th- thank you, Roger Waters. <laughs> but yeah, right, from the... As from Roger like, Waters once tagged. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but like even from like early on when we started playing it was like oh yeah we wanted to that was like one of our things we'd like set out to do in that kind of aspect of the band was like play outside of Ireland and not just end up doing what a lot of Irish groups do which is just play around Ireland yeah all the time the other thing I mean is that like one kind of definitely feeds the other because when you have that sort of attention from the UK it almost legitimizes you in a sense kind of elevates above maybe other Irish acts who are I don't really see it in a kind of like a like a like a who's better than who's biggest kind of thing. You know what I mean? Sure. I, I, I never really it kind of does see show the it. point in seeing bands yeah. like I want to be the biggest band in the world. It's like a fucking nightmare. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I know what you mean though. Yeah, it's like I mean, I know this just because I mean we're as guilty of it as as sort of you know Irish music journalists as anybody that you know if you kind of have a blog that's going to mention four new bands a week for six months, you know, suddenly you've got. 24 bands and it's difficult to necessarily sort the wheat from the chaff there that people are probably overwhelmed by the amount of attention sometimes I mean I know Richie Egan Jape 
talked about this a while back where you said that you almost need some sort of recognition from abroad before people here necessarily start taking it seriously. Yeah, it's kind of, it's slightly fickle, but it, it's, um, it's kind of. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of, you have to kind of sometimes return as a hero, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for want of a better phrase, like. I suppose it's it's pretty like Ireland's so small though anyway that it's kind of like you know once it's kind of like a classic kind of Irish thing do you know what I mean that like people like look to get legitimized from outside of it which is like kind of bollocks but like it's just kind of the way it is in in breaking new territories though like is it annoying to have to keep kind of explaining your name or like you know kind of find that people are perturbed by it we kind of get we kind of get like two types of feminists talking about the name to us on Twitter and one would be like a kind of bit more well read like into it a bit more and support the name and then the other hand there's be someone who just kind of goes like how dare you do that but like <laughs> well it wouldn't be like there was one, one more th- well read it's just no, like no, two no, different no, perspectives no, no, like, not, not like as in like like on, well read on the subject if you know what I mean a bit more just judging from yeah, it's just conversations I've had as opposed to just kind of like putting your fingers in your ears like this is shit and then not listening to any kind of thing from it yeah that's what I meant by it it wasn't just like yeah, yeah. Um, that's why sometimes it's kind of like that like trying to explain yourself or just because it's hard not to be kind of defensive about it because you don't want to come across like a wanker um, <laughs> <laughs> which is like kind of hard to do like because sure. like it's, hard, it's pretty hard to justify it in a way People seem to yeah. take offence, though. Like, like there totally, is yeah. an aspect to that. I mean, it was never conjured up for that reason. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, the difficulty uh, is almost in proving a negative there, which is inherently difficult to do. So that when somebody says, "Oh, so you're not being offensive," and you're like, "Well, how how do how do I how do I prove to you that I'm not being like, offensive?" Like, uh, they're made to be a Kong or now preoccupations. They, mm-hmm. When they change their name, they're telling us about it, and it's just like when they change it to preoccupations. Someone just goes, oh, yeah, change your name. Uh, like, what are you, preoccupied by everyone's opinion now? You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. I can't yeah. win. The whole offence thing. If you're like, called, even... like, Jam, someone would go, like, yeah. oh, Jam. Uh, yeah. Jesus died covered in Jam. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, even, like, kind of changing your neighbours or, like, kind of admitting admitting fault is kind of hard to do because then you, you're just, like, completely... Um, surrendering to a thing that you didn't mean at all in the first place you know yeah. and have you actually had people kind of be like you should change your name or like is this nah, like well probably see, sometimes but, yeah. like we do get the odd person on twitter or whatever see I'm, I must say like the fact that anybody had taken any offence to your name had actually passed me by completely until maybe three four months ago I think it was actually like while we were live mm. recording somebody told me and I was like fucking hell what's the world coming to um, so yeah, you won't have to defend yourselves to me, fellas. Thanks, that's, man. Yeah, that's fair. I heard yeah. you, uh, you're a dirty was, fighter. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like shocking to us when it kind of first came up as an issue. It's like even the first time I would like, it's like, oh god, there's actually like women who I'm friends with who are actually offended by this, and I was like, it kind of freaked me out. I was like, oh bollocks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is like totally not what was meant by this at all. Like it's it's an in joke. Yeah. And, like, kind of an in-joke making fun of, like, people being macho. You know, it's like, you're a fucking, you're a girl, dude. (laughs) You know, and that's kind of, that was kind of the joke, you know. It's just, like, it's just kind of a shitty feeling to feel like you're um, being misconstrued. Yeah. Um, Moving on, but on the same vein of sort of, you know, starter questions, I suppose. Um, You know, are you guys moving into kind of new territories over the next little while, I saw you playing Japan, for instance. Oh, have, yeah. you, have you been there before? No, never. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm very really fun. Yeah. We have yeah. a week off around the gig, I think. That's what we're planning. So. Oh, sweet. So you actually yeah. get to see the place as well. Yeah, it'd be yeah. lovely, yeah. Um, like, when you're going out there, I mean, like, do you know how much they know you, so to speak? No, no idea. Really, yeah. <laughs> we know no. we have to do like an hour-long signing session, so that would be really good. Oh, well, that's <laughs> a decent sign. <laughs> like, that's no be, one's like, here, great. Smell the glove, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like just like, sitting there, like <laughs> yeah, oh, ooh. this is my fault, fellas. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like oh shit. Um, I think we've sold some records over there, so like you know, hopefully some. People. Again, that's a good indicator. Yeah, it's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. I mean, like, I was thinking earlier on about the whole choice thing. It'd be like you know, like I'd love to be able to one stand next to a novelty check 
you know, get, get, oh, yeah. get my photograph next to that thing. And like, cause like, what do you do? Like, do you cash it, or you're like, can I frame this? I'd like, totally bring it into a bag because <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do. Like, <laughs> trying to get it under the till. Folding under the till. I think you find everything's in order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is legal tender. But uh, another thing, you know, I, the whole big in Japan thing. I mean, like, like if, if no encore took off only in Japan, I'd be like, oh, no, I'm happy with that. I'll take that. You know? Yeah, I, I can work with it. Yeah. It seems like a cool culture. You know? a nice place to pop over every now and then. Yeah, yeah man. I, like, I, I just imagine everything in Japan looks like Blade Runner. So, like, I hope that that's the case. As do I. You can come back and report back to us afterwards. Of course, uh, closer to home, you guys are going to be in Vickers Street yeah. uh, very soon. Yep, massive um, gig. Yeah, we mentioned Rusangana family are part of that. 17th of February, guests on the night including Rusangana family and lynched alongside DJ sets from James Smith tomorrow, Jeff Travis of Rough Trade and Ashling O'Reardon. That's a hell of a lineup, guys. Yeah. It's like a mini and festival. We got, yeah, we got Jeanette Lee is going to be DJing with Jeff as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the two the two Rough Trade head honchos. The king and queen of the trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it's obviously like, like Pieta House, of course, is, you know, like a non-profit suicide and self-harm crisis center. Uh, yeah. Offer free counseling to people who are feeling suicidal, people who are engaging in self-harm and those bereaved by suicide. 18 centers across Ireland and operate a free 24-7 suicide helpline at 1800-247-247. And yeah, it was this in the works for quite some time because like, it's, it's, it's a, something that's very, very personal and passionate to the band. So, Yeah, we knew we wanted to do something um, and we weren't sure exactly what. So it's kind of like the idea has been there for ages and then we kind of like found a time like this was a time that actually makes sense to go and do this. We were like, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with all proceeds, of course, going to Pieta House, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's getting a lot of attention. It, it, even the lineup alone is like, it's very eclectic. Like, were you guys, did you have full bore? Were you able, like, able to create this thing completely? Pretty yeah, much. we picked that, yeah. yeah. Cool. And um, it'll be like a full girl band set as well on top of everything else. Whole, yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole it's, shebang. Sounds like it's going to run until about four in the morning. <laughs> I think that's the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it? Okay, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Are um, there surprises in store for people? I mean, obviously you mentioned a couple of... Like, I had this idea. <laughs> right. So it's not going to be a the surprise premiere, The premiere of the Michael Owen musical. <laughs> I haven't... Now that good. we have it's you all gonna, here. It's never, ever, ever going to happen. It's never going to happen. It might, but it's never going to happen. But I had this idea <laughs> that for like a song that has like a really like intense chorus, or so we have a few, a real intense, but just without warning, just take off on the stage with like a strings and the thing, and just literally just take off and then like just disappear, like to have me seen six never months. Seen <laughs> <it again. laughs> like we just like. Literally just take up, but um, they've gone to work on the new. I think that, I think it'd be much the end of Greece. Uh, it's like, yeah, that's my dream. That's to your, take your off. <laughs> I feel like that can be achieved, though. Like, I mean, yeah. like, I, I mean if Tommy Lee cute. could do floating drum solos, then we could definitely just join you yeah, backstage and drag me up on a rope. <laughs> in a nice way, <laughs> by, yeah, by, by your feet. Like, yeah. uh, it's kind of that weird thing. I mean, like, part of the reason to promote the gig is you, you kind of mentioned like stigma when it comes to mental health issues in this country, which is it's funny because like I mean, like, well, I mean, it's not funny, but it's interesting because I mean, I, I remember thinking I was like, we are, we are getting better at this kind of thing. We are getting better at breaking down these barriers and talking about it and kind of putting ourselves out there a bit more. But then, like, I mean, uh, when Kanye West had his very publicized breakdown, yeah. like I remember like hearing people on the like DJs on the radio like laughing and joking yeah, about it. Yeah, it's like Be- he got mm. the piss taken out. Completely. That whole yeah. thing. That was disgusting. It was gross. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Um, Love Kanye. But like on the same, they're, but they're gonna have Brezzy on like probably like on the same week on the same show to talk about his issues, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why is I know Kanye West is a provocateur, but like this is not all right. And so yeah, because I've, I've seen people kind of say, oh, you know, like there isn't a stigma about mental health in their own. Like it's all, it's, it totally it's is. all there brand. Is. <laughs> but like I disagree. Yeah, yeah. personal experience as well. Totally. I mean, yeah. yeah, at a certain level, you feel like there's always going to be that at at some level it's just about starting to break it down which i think we are making some progress definitely yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it isn't like it's it's most likely a, a probably a pretty slow process because like things with stigma is just like like most or i don't know like a lot of people anyway wouldn't have any first-hand experience with people with mental health problems so like that's where it's like oh well they're just fecking mad you know what i mean and that's you know and if you have no direct like experience like dealing with someone like those problems you're just gonna that's where things like stigma kind of come in because it's just like lack of understanding you know? yeah 
I mean, I guess to wrap up, what I would say, though, is can we expect to see a girl band play at a wrestling show? Because I feel like that would be the best way to, to really kind of tie it all in. Whether <laughs> this it's, guy gets his way. Yeah, me and the organ <laughs> in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> the dream. Just give him the X of age of the organ. I feel, like, I, 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 I feel like WrestleMania though, like, like kind of playing someone in, playing like Triple H to the that ring or something. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. He, did, he <laughs> Motorhead did it. Yeah, did um, they? Yeah, cool. And look Time at them to play the game with like lyrics that like were. They're I, a really good like, yeah. wrestling band, I'd say. Limp Bizkit, of course. Limp Bizkit, get a lock, Fred yeah. Durston's back then. Well, I mean, la- last year didn't, did, didn't Snoop Dogg rap as Sasha Banks went down? Their cousins. Yes, so, he did. Yeah. Yeah, we've had uh, Pod in the past. They were there for Rey Mysterio. Did you know that the women's champion? I actually I don't watch like contemporary wrestling. I'm oh, old school. You're too cool for that. Uh, yeah, 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 I am. <laughs> that I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I never would say that anything like that. But yeah, fucking I am. <laughs> New wrestling is crap. But uh, the Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah. She went to our school. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Back when she was just Rebecca Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Quinn. Uh, she's like, uh, it's like she's really good and everything. But like, there's just because she's you know an Irish person in America. The, the Irishness of it is ramped up a bit, yeah. And she's in like, a Devon accent, yeah. And it's like, and she has that weird thing of being like Irishness. Uh, she has that weird thing of just like you know, she's like, she does the Conor McGregor, like we're not here to take part, we're here to take over. And yeah, you're sure. just like, yeah. And it's just, it's very like you know, I don't know, it's too cr- close to home. It's, it's cringe. I mean, I must say, I did. I fucking I, hate Conor McGregor. Damn, I fucking hate Conor McGregor. Yeah, like there's no. <laughs> and kicking the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, no. No. I must say, I'm calling Conor McGregor right now. Don't call him. Yeah, okay, yeah, come on. Here we go. <laughs> come it's just got yeah. interest. That would be a sad, sad no, you see, I must say, I always, a novelty check on the line. Sorry. I always do appreciate, like, someone like Conor McGregor or Seamus, that guy in WWE, or Becky Quinn, or Becky Lynch, or whatever her name is. Because, when they, no, I'm <laughs> saying, no, because when they threaten somebody, like when you get like a slick talking American guy, like you know, going like you know, yo, if you take one step closer, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kick your ass. You're yeah. just like, well, I've never heard of somebody say that. Whereas when they say like, if you take one step closer, I'm gonna put yeah. your jaw through your face. You're like, you're I was told that last weekend. Yeah. You know, yeah. it brings or, it all home. Or you, go, or you just go like, fucking slap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So what's the what's the Conor McGregor beef apart from the obvious? Well, Daniel, call it's the fuck ob- around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it's it's, it's so obvious. dangerous. Yeah, it's obvious. But, like, why anyone would hate that guy? Like, <laughs> Daniel, like, we once got <laughs> me and Al once got kicked out of a taxi by for like giving out. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we were giving out about Conor McGregor. And the guy was like, it's probably like turned the down the radio. Game. Was like. That man is an Irish warrior. And we were like, <laughs> broke shit like, and he's like pulled over on the keys, like, guess it's about here then, isn't it? And, like, <laughs> and the thing was, sure, it was literally man, a yeah. minute. Like you could yeah. see our destination, like, yeah. but uh, slamming like, yeah. her, like, 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 that's yeah. I just I fucking hate the eagles. Kind of buzz. Yeah, he's gas. Jesus, he's a bad example. He just teaches people to walk Damn. around like. Assholes. I do not represent <laughs> Donald Fox. Yeah. All the little McGregor clones walking around town. Donald, don't get the minions. <laughs> that's the first stage. He's the boss level. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's Daniel Fox of Girl Take Band. Down anyone who likes <laughs> UFC <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or general violence. Yeah. Bring it on! Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. General yeah. violence would be a great Listen wrestling. You, terribly great general wrestling gimmick. General violence. General violence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. please don't kill me. Okay, well, uh, if you make it, <laughs> if you make it to Vicar Street, uh, February seventeen, a uh, hell of a lineup. Tickets on sale now via Ticketmaster. All your usual outlets, and uh, yeah, if 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 Daniel's wearing a full body cast at that gig, you'll know why. So um, thanks so much, guys, for coming in. <laughs> no problem. I hope Thank I haven't put a bullseye on your back or anything. But um, you might have. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm you. terrified. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be all good. And uh, yeah, that, that about does it. Thank you. Thanks so much. Really. Cheers, Cheers, guys. So, that was Girl Band ahead of their show in Vicar Street on February the 17th in aid of Pieta House. And uh, very, very raucous it will be, too, providing, of course, they get there in one piece. Another live show that may interest you, listener No Encore Live. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, anything that you can get on your Android device or whatever it is you use to listen to podcasts. We are doing a live podcast in the Workman's Club on March the 2nd. 
It's going to be kind of this crazy Jules Holland type experience, but you know, a bit better than that, we hope. We have an incredible lineup of people. We have Windings, we have Phantom, we have Weak Corners, we have Farrah L, and of course, we have your regular No Encore boys, the No Encore Wrecking Crew. Uh, I'm very, very excited about it. I think it's going to be terrific. So uh, you can get tickets for that at noencorelive.eventbrite.ie. There are early bird tickets available right now, unless they've already sold out, which may be happening. I suggest you get up there and give it a go. Come down on a second to the Workman's Club. It's going to be awesome. And uh, once again, thank you so much to Girlbound for coming in. I was an interview I've wanted to get done for a long time, and it was I, I think it was great. I, I thought it was uh, completely all over the place in the best possible way. And with that in mind, to play us out, we'll have Girlbound and Pears for Lunch. HPN, the Headstuff Podcast Network. See headstuff.org for more details. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.